This is Seymour Library's podcast, where we need to talk about books. Welcome back to Seymour Library's podcast, where we share with you our current reads, what we want to read, news about books, and what's happening at the library. Our show hosts for today, in order of appearance, are Mary, Lee, and Jackie. Once again, this recording comes from a virtual meeting. And now, on to the show. Special episode, end of year. Um, yeah. Just kind of a, I don't know, I guess look back on what our favorites were, and then uh-huh. and then maybe take a look at what we're really looking forward to next year, book-wise. Yeah. What I couldn't tell is if um, if there were still any that were delayed this year for publishing that we're going to expect next year. I don't know. I haven't checked through my list because I had this huge list of books that I did at the beginning of this. There was like expected publications. So like there were ones I was excited about. I think most were really and I actually got to read, but yeah, I'm wondering if there's any I missed. I think Sharon Bolton had one, um, but it got delayed. It was supposed to be like the second in that uh, oh, the craftsman. craftsman? Yeah. yeah. A lot of books have gotten delayed until the spring, essentially. Like a lot of, I mean, even the big name authors have been pushed forward. I wonder why. Because a lot of people are reading right now. You think now would be the time to get your book out there? I, well, like, if I'm not mistaken, it was the manufacturing itself, like the production oh, okay. of the books. Yeah, that was suffering. Right. Okay. What I was reading. So there was actually a shortage for like the paper and everything to do the printing. Um, just due to not being able to have the staff and whatever to do it. Um, so there were some prints that they, prints, I mean like books, prints, um, that they pushed <laughs> forward with. And and did the publication and release of that they wouldn't they wouldn't hold back. I guess it depended on the publisher. So like at at uh, Tor, which is one of the big fantasy publishers, and I read a lot of fantasy, so I know this. They did postpone a lot of like their smaller imprints, like their smaller publications. But like they pushed forward the uh, Brandon Sanderson uh, Stormlight Archive book, uh, The Rhythm of War, because they knew that that was going to be like their big release, and they could essentially, I guess, coop their losses that they might have seen. So they said, okay, we'll hold off on these, but we'll push this one because this will be our big seller. This is one of our flagships. Um, This is what I gathered from (laughs) being into the reading about what's happening in the publishing world. And it was kind of sad. I think there was one book, which did get released, but I think it was pushed back a little bit during the pandemic. So I think it was originally going to come out in like August. And then I think it came out more September, but um, yeah. Yes. What was it? I think I've, I had a book like that too. I want to say it was the lions of fifth Avenue was scheduled for July. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had picked it for my family book club. And I was like, Hey, you're all wait until end of August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get it yet. You can't. Um, so I guess I can, I can quickly say what my favorites are from this year because well I, I quickly i don't know <laughs> it's always hard for me <laughs> to know, pick favorites I, I read a lot of books um but right. i but if i'm thinking about like the ones that really stuck in my head that i was really excited about and into 
Um, for sure, at the top of the list, it'd probably be like if we were villains, which also kind of introduced me to Dark Academia, which is a. I I always think of it kind of a blend between thriller and um, relationship fiction. I think it sort of blends that the whole Dark Academia thing because. It's very like character driven and how those characters relate, but usually also something twisty happens. Um, so that was a big one for me. I loved that one and I talked about it in a previous episode. Um, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, that yeah. was like right up there. It was just that had everything. So I was really into that book. Some of my other ones that I really liked is uh, The Lovely War by, well, I just think it's just Lovely War. There's no the, but I always want to say The Lovely War um, by Julie Berry which I talked to you guys about personally, but I didn't share it on the podcast, but that's a World War One historical fiction that is told by Greek gods. And that whole concept I really liked because it's just neat to blend Greek mythology with historical fiction. I that is cool. Yeah, it was so yeah. cool. If you guys haven't read that one yet, um, give that one a read because it's so good. Um, and then actually a middle grade book, The Girl Who Drank the Moon, which is a big award winner i think it was the newberry award winner um middle grade but so good the relationships in that book were so sweet i can't talk too much about it because it's the plot is too large but i would say that one stuck with me um chain of gold by cassandra clare which is one of her shadow hunters books it goes back into her more historical fiction based work i really enjoyed that one and that one i read i think before or right during the shutdown <laughs> early days in this whole thing. I read that one, but I, I remember just liking it in the world and the, the blend of uh, historical fiction. Um, those take place, I think in Edwardian times. So it's early 1900s. And then um, a manga series I really enjoyed this year is Witch Hat Atelier, which is about a young, well, I said, actually it's about a young girl who wants to be a witch. And then they tell her she can't be a witch because you have to be born a witch. Um, but then she starts playing with this special book that she was given by some weirdo at a, <laughs> a festival and um, actually is able to do magic and ends up turning her mother to stone and is really traumatized. And there's another witch, because I don't think they call wiz the males wizards. I think they're all witches. But anyway, there's a guy and he comes to her and he's like, what did you do? And she's like, I don't know. I was just copying these symbols. And she discovers that. <laughs> don't do um, that. Yeah, don't, don't play should. around with this stuff. But she was just playing around and her mother's now stone. Um, but she ends up making oh, a deal. Man. Yeah, with, with that witch <laughs> to um, become his apprentice. Because it turns out that magic you're not necessarily born with. It actually depends on the symbols and the ink and pen that you use. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's going to take her away to uh, learn magic as long as she finds a copy of the book that she used to do the spell. And then he'll also hopefully be able to help her fix her. Well, I also <laughs> feel bad for because just like the body of her in stone is left at the old house. And I think the house like burns down. It's really traumatic. Like, but, but it was a it's great, um, fantasy world building for that manga series and like gorgeous artwork so that one I like devoured it's it's still being, I think there's six or seven volumes out now but it's super wow. good and then the last one which I sort of mentioned earlier is the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson um the rhythm of war and well let's see it starts with the way of kings and then there's I'm gonna get this wrong 
because there's like Words of Radiance, Oathbringer, and uh, The Rhythm of War. And they're so good. They're really long, thick boys. Like they're huge. <laughs> they're huge books, huge books. I think they're all like over a thousand pages. But um, I addictively like went through all of them and I actually listened to the audio and has great um, audio editions that are read by two narrators. So there's a male and female narrator. And um, I don't know. I loved those so much, even though they were so long, they didn't feel long. Like, it that felt, was a good time. Yes. I felt like I was reading like a 300 page book, even though it's like over a thousand pages. Like I was so invested. Right. So um, those are my favorites. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few of yeah. my favorites. <laughs> I didn't have any favorite horror this year, though. Which is, is kind of sad because I read a lot of horror, but I, oh. none of them, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, really stick out. Right? Yeah, no, they just were kind of sure. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, have so, yeah, some of my favorites. Uh, a couple of them that I talked about, in fact, this one that I talked about last time, Deacon King Kong by James McBride. I listened to it on audio, which is fantastic. And then also another one I talked about was My Favorite Thing is Monsters which I totally loved. Um, a couple other ones that I don't think I talked about. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, they Call This Enemy by George Takei, which I may one. have talked about. That was so early in the year that I don't remember, but I know that I absolutely loved that one, graphic novel. Um, I also really love this not a new book, but Eventide by Kent Harriff, which is the second in the Plain Song series, which I've been waiting a very long time to read it because I love Plain Song so much. It's one of my favorite books ever. And this is the second in the trilogy, which I just absolutely adored. It's very a very quiet novel. And you know, if you haven't read Plain Song, you just you just have to read it, you know. So is there the like movie. a long gap between the two? So no, no, okay. I was like saving it. It's one of those ones that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait until I don't know until there's a pandemic and I need something <laughs> wonderful to read. And it happened. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, so I read that and totally love that, of course. Um one that I was going to talk about that I didn't end up talking about was Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, which is yeah. something totally different for me to read because it was a romance. <laughs> and totally charming, wonderful characters. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And then um, and then I read a picture book called The Old Truck by Jared and Jerome Pumphrey, which was very sweet. And I, it was totally adorable. And if I had little people to buy it for for Christmas, I would totally do so. It was very sweet about a girl, her farm, and a truck. Aww. Adorable. So those are kind of like my top ones. I had a couple other from pre-pandemic, but it felt kind of weird adding those. I don't know. It just seems like it was so long ago that I don't know. Seems so, like another year. It does. Like, yeah. Year, year. <laughs> yeah, a decade ago, I read this book and, you know. been many years. <laughs> right. So those are some of my favorites that I read this year, new and not so new. Nice. Mm -hmm. How about I, you, uh, <laughs> So I've read a lot.
lot of books this year, uh, a lot for my family book club, which if you've listened to the podcast or any of our, our videos that we, our video book reviews you do, I, I've mentioned it like a million times. Um, but we've been reading a book almost like bi-weekly, so it, make, it takes up a lot of my, my reading time. Um, so I think some of my favorite from this year are definitely The Lions of Fifth Avenue by Fiona Davis because that takes place in the New York Public Library. And how can you not love a book that is set in the New York Public Library? Um, <laughs> so that was, if, and if you've read her past books, it was really good. Um, I also really liked Florence Adler Swims Forever by oh, Rachel Beanland. Yes. That was very good. So I picked it because the cover looks so summery. I was like, this will be a good, you know, lighthearted. It was it was about a family dealing with the death of a loved one and a mother's decision to keep it a secret to protect her other daughter who is at a, a high risk pregnancy. So it's kind of the ripple effect from that. Um, but it was it was sweet in its own way, bittersweet. Um, so how people uh, deal with grief and kind of remembering someone um what else did I like I liked Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine I was a little oh, late really game with that one yeah I had so when a book gets a lot of hype I, I sometimes like confess. I'm like okay well a lot of people are reading that I don't know I'll wait um so I finally read that that was really cute uh I love quirky characters that fits right in there with uh some of those other books, now I'm forgetting, uh, like that Rainbow Rowell, um, there you know the name of that, Fangirl, Fangirl. and <laughs> that one, Fangirl, and um, just, I've read a couple books along that that line. Um, and then I really like Daisy Jones and the Six as well. I liked how that was written um, as like an interview style, which at first I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this but you you it really rolled out well and I could definitely see it as a film um and then I guess one of my biggest things for this year is I read a lot of suspense a lot of Lisa Jewell oh yeah. so I, I I haven't read her historical fiction book before <laughs> but I really dived in this year I think we all <laughs> kind of dived into the, the Lisa Jewell universe with her suspense and then I just read a book um, that's been on the New York Times bestseller called The Guest List. And if you like Lisa Jewell and you haven't tried that book yet, that is very good. Um, that is by Lucy, Lucy uh, Folly. Folly, yeah. And that was, I did not see it coming, which I cannot usually say, Mary. This is a book for you. <laughs> we'll uh, when you read so much, you can usually be like, yes, it is that. That is the person. Um, but no, so those, yeah, those are probably my top. Can't believe Girl. I forgot Lisa Jewell because definitely Lisa Jewell. I think I've read almost her whole catalog of books <laughs> and they were all enjoyable. I actually passed it on to uh, my aunt and my, uh, my sister. I was like, try these. I've just really enjoyed them. Read them. And so my aunt is still reading through her books as well. But I was like, oh yeah, wait till you get to the end of that one. I love that one. So yeah, definitely her yeah. books as well were um, 
a 2020 hit. <laughs> cool. And we have them on, I think, both Overdrive. Some of the titles are on Overdrive, and some of the titles, I want to say, are on Poopla okay. as well. Yeah. So they were easy to check out virtually, yeah. too. Cool. Yeah, I think the majority I tried were uh, Hoopla. And that's great because then uh, more than one person can have it borrowed at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you if you are into mysteries and suspense, there are a lot, a lot of titles on Hoopla for you. You know, maybe titles that aren't necessarily on Overdrive because... You know, sometimes on overdrive because the individual libraries purchase them. We don't, we only, we don't only have the big name authors. However, those are the ones that get purchased first. So if you're looking for something else, maybe some of these other like suspense series or mystery series, definitely try Hoopla. Yeah. Content. I go back and forth. I start on Hoopla because I can check it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, but you will find like some of the bigger titles. You do have to go to Overdrive, um, like suddenly. Yeah. yeah. So, it's so hard. I'm like, I'm probably missing a book, and I'll feel bad later when I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably missing like a hundred books that I would like recommend, but I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm picking and choosing, those are the ones that, if they're still in my mind now, you yeah, know, those are those are pretty sure bets that I would say. You're, you're kind of missing out if you're not, you know, reading. And I, I tried to choose, like, different genres. So, you know, uh-huh. a relationship uh-huh. thing, historical fiction, and then fantasy, which yeah. is yeah. definitely a top for me. But mm-hmm. I know it's not everybody's thing. Also some YA and manga. So <laughs> I will yeah, say you, you read the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I always read the spectrum because I, I love books. Um, but I also love, like, a lot of... Uh, both of your choices, like, um, they call this enemy. I forgot about that book. Cause I read that, um, pretty early in the year, like whenever it was uh-huh. first released, which I think was back yeah. in March, I read that right. book and it, it was so, it was so good. And I feel bad like forgetting that, but again, it's that kind of uh, split right now where that feels yeah. like last year. Yeah. It feels like so long. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that's, I feel like it was really so far ago, but I'm like, Oh, I did read that this year. And you know, that is one of the ones that really stuck with me. So, you know, there were a couple other ones that I rated really highly at the beginning of the year. And now I'm like, ah, whatever. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, definitely that one was very powerful. And Flatshare was very cute, too. I read that not not this year, but yeah, uh, probably was last year or the year before. Whenever it came out, I think I read that one because I was, I was uh, waiting for it for a while. I should read that because I've been trying to pick out like cute fun books and then it's like "Ah, death and sadness somehow (laughs) works its way in and I'm like how did this book look so happy yeah yeah yeah. that's a a good one Uh Uh I'm trying to remember I can't remember if it was okay at the end um I think this time of year I think it was one day in December was pretty good if you haven't checked that one, out. but then Flatshare is also very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any titles you're looking forward to next year? I know for sure I have some. Mary, I think we have like the same one on our list. <laughs> Definitely one. I know for sure. <laughs> We're Which... both looking forward to A Court of Silver Flame by yes. Sarah J. Moss. Yes. I, uh, I got spoiled because she was coming out with A Court of Thorns and Roses book every year in like may 
And then, uh, and then it didn't, it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, and then she took a little bit of a break. Well, she had her, she had her son. <clears throat> yeah, and then and she started um, new series. Yeah, and then she started the adult um, fantasy series, which is interesting to me because actually, I kind of view the uh, the Court of series as more adult than YA, but they're often marketed as YA. But I feel like there's a lot of more adult content. At least it would be like new adult. Um, I agree with you because yeah. I don't know how. This book could be more adult than there <laughs> Yeah, because that's the main focus. But there's there's definitely know, that... serious adult adult themes. Um, yes. that <laughs> so I always look at it more uh, adult than it is, like is technically classified as. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because I want to see Nesta's story. <laughs> I, she's an interesting character because. She wanted nothing to do with the fairies and the whole magic world. And um, Feyre did. It, well, you know, at least she was a little more open to it. And um, right. so was, so, you know, but the, she adapted better. She <laughs> did that world and was forced into it. And now it's kind of dealing with the consequences. Yeah. And uh, there seems to be like, there's going to be a, a pretty good, like, love hate relationship with Nesta. And I'm forgetting, was it? Cassian, I think it's a little Cassian. bit. That's what I was. I was like, too. I'm like, am I getting his name like confused with another fantasy series? But I'm pretty sure it's Cassian. Pretty sure. So I'm, I'm excited, <laughs> and I think she's going to be really strong. I almost, I feel like they're setting her up to be sort of warrior. I don't know. So I'm just excited to see what's. Actually, I was going <laughs> to say that too. Is I think that's part of of it too. Is that she's like not only facing that now she is a fairy, which she didn't want to be, but she also has this great power and so how yeah. is that all gonna uh, work out so i'm i'm looking forward to that one um i'm also looking forward to kind of a not really a different take for me but a little bit different um sean green's gonna have a book out next year called the Antine reviewed which is actually it's nonfiction, um and it's oh. gonna be more like humanist stories so he has a podcast Ooh. that is called uh, the Anthropocene Reviewed, and it's more like that kind. So it'll be a blend of of humanist stories. And it was interesting. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I watched a um a live show with him, um, and okay. he was, was reading some of the stories which aren't necessarily in the book because at the time he was still deciding. What yeah. Um, but one was fascinating because it was kind of like the rise and fall of Piggly Wiggly, um, which I mean, honestly, though it's. Like that sounds so weird, no, but there, but it's a fascinating story because when the Piggly Wiggly started, one, it that was really the start of the um, teardown of the mom and pop stores. Like uh, nowadays, like people think of like Walmart, but Walmart actually took down the Piggly Wiggly. Wow. Um, so it's it was this fascinating story. Like you wouldn't necessarily think that you're going to find it and you're going to find it interesting. But then when he's telling the story, you're like, this is really interesting. <laughs> so it was about the founder of the Piggly Wiggly and what he was trying to do. And then he was actually ousted from the company and um, started another business. And he couldn't in any way, like, parken back to his other stores that they would lose money. But in general, it's also just the story of how this is really what happens. Like, okay, Piggly Wiggly came in and they got rid of the mom and pop stores. And then Walmart came in and they really got rid of the Piggly Wiggly to most extent. I think there are still some in existence, but it's not that big, you know, grocer that it was many, many years ago. 
Um, and then eventually something's going to come along and it's going to knock Walmart out because that's just the way that yeah. it goes. And to a degree right now, it's, they're sort of facing that with Amazon. But, you know, that, that ends up being the moral of the story is that when that is what you're going after, you're always going to get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fascinating. I kind of hope that story makes it in. And there was also a great story about um, a football, or as we call it in the U.S., a soccer player. And uh, it, it was just a fascinating story that was also a little bit tear-jerking, but I, I can't... I hope it makes it into the book. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to that one. Um, you know, it just pulled me in. I saw that video and I was like, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> um there's also a new uh, Andy Weir book coming out next year, yeah. Project Hail oh. Mary. And I I didn't love the last one, which I think was Artemis, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping this one is kind of yeah. more like The Martian, like has that yeah. vibe. It is set in space. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to that one. And yeah, and then uh, Chain of Iron is book two yeah. for the Cassie Clare one that I talked about earlier. <laughs> I don't, oh, across the green uh, grass fields. I'm like, what is this book I wrote down? <laughs> they always have these weird names. It's the sixth book in the Wayward uh, Children series. Um, right, right, I always right. feel like I'm going to say her name wrong, but uh, I've loved the Wayward Child series so far, and they're usually really short books. So I'll be picking that one up. So I do have a lot. There's more, I'm sure, that I'm really interested in for next year, but I, I, I narrowed myself so that I'm not... Uh, picking too many but those are the ones that right now <laughs> cool yeah Do you have any lee that you're like uh just a couple um because usually i add these as i'm ordering books and i haven't like come across like tons for next year yet i'm still kind of focusing on this year trying to catch up <laughs> but there are two books that i'm really looking forward to um Hopefully, this actually comes out next year. The volume two of my favorite thing is Monsters. I mean, it involves a lot of artwork, and I know that the first one is delayed, and then the second one got delayed. And so we'll see if that comes out next year, hopefully, because I want to find out what happens. And then there's another one called uh, The Narrowboat Summer by Anne Youngson, and it's by the author of Meet Me in the Museum, which was a sweet, charming story that I talked about. I believe earlier in the year and I thought it was a very cute story and I've really been reading a lot of more lighthearted things this year so I'm looking forward to the narrowboat summer coming out next year as another lighthearted read for uh you know from that author that I enjoyed so those are my two books so far that I'm looking forward to I'm also looking forward to reading all of these books that I didn't get around to reading this year because <laughs> For a while, I was kind of in a reading slump, so I have a quite a backlog at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, are there any you know of? <laughs> um, I know, I know for sure. I haven't gotten to. Um, <clears throat> I think there was a new Lisa Jewell and a new Ruth Ware book that were like just released. There yeah, is a new Lisa ago. Jewell. I read it. It's called The Invisible Girl. Girl yep, and I, it is good. <laughs> it is. It is. You shouldn't be surprised. It is. It's a very good book. Um, I uh, I actually picked it out as a one of my presents for the holidays. So <laughs> someone's getting it. I'm not going to say that. Yes. Uh, so I haven't gotten to that one yet. I may or may not finish by the end of the year. 
Um, but I haven't gotten to that one yet. And like I said, I think there's a Ruth Ware one too that there I don't remember. One by one. Yes, one by yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that made it onto my uh, book club list. So. <laughs> If my family's listening, surprise! Uh, I, I started a book club list for 2021, and uh, one by one is on there. Um, anxious people. Uh, oh, one yeah. of our coworkers, Jill, recommended it. She yeah. said that was very good, um, and it sounds kind of like funny. So mm-hmm. I put that on my list. Um, Where the Lost Wander by Amy Harmon. So these are all out. Um, I just haven't read them yet. yet. <laughs> um, which is a historical fiction that had amazing reviews. Um, and it's not World War II. So I was like, yes, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. a little burnt out from World Wars. I, yeah, uh, I think that there's a little bit of a World War II <laughs> fatigue right now. You yes. Know? Well, this yeah. is 1850. Oh, no. oh, oh, getting nice. like Midwest, maybe. I could be getting this wrong. But I just saw 1850. Not a world war, highly reviewed. I was like, this will yeah. be on the list. <laughs> right. Um, the Deadly Hours by Sue. Well, it's a, a mix of authors, short stories, but one of the authors is Susanna Kersley, which is, she's one of my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about all, all the authors write about this mysterious, cursed, haunted clock or like um, watch. Um, so I was like, yes, that sounds fabulous. And short stories. So you could read one, walk away. Um, so if you are in a reading slump, you might want to try that because it's a little less pressure. Uh, and then where you, uh, where'd you go, Bernadette? I added that to my late to the game. Everybody's read that. So I was like, well, I'll yeah. search that. <laughs> yeah. so those That's- are the next five book club picks for my family that I'm excited about. <laughs> That's some good picks. Yeah. <laughs> you can read along. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Can't believe we're heading toward another year of reading. <laughs> I know. It's creepy. Well, I did definitely went by make a note, uh, to our listeners that we are working on uh, next year's reading challenge. We have not finalized it yet, but. Um, yeah, it should be out and ready to go <laughs> with the new year. New yeah. challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We hope you heard something that you are interested in reading. Stay tuned to the library social media and our website for more great content, including book recommendations. And stay tuned for our next episode, because we still need to talk about books.